Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC fan podcast brought to you by Five Brothers. I'm joined by a full complement of brothers this evening. Liverpool have just beaten West Ham 3-1, and that's two wins on the spin now. And Matt, coming to you first, what a performance that was. Wow, uh, what a turnaround. What a difference uh, three days make. Um, I know we beat Spurs on Thursday emphatically 3-1, and then to beat West Ham... 3-1 today was just was just unbelievable. And, and the goals were quality. Mo was quality on, on Thursday. Mane and F- Firmino were at it as well. So it looks like the front three now have kind of hit a hitting form again. And Trent's playing much better as well. So things, it's amazing, isn't it, what, what a week can do in, in football? Oh, it's massive, isn't it, a week? And as Matt rightly said, you know, we've... Everything's changed so quickly and everything's looking so rosy. Well, that's two wins on the spin now, isn't it? And um, the cloud has been lifted. And I thought, Andy, that was going to be a really tough game today because if you look at the team sheet, you've got Divock starting, you've got Shaq brought back into the team, you've got Nat Phillips deputising again at the back. I thought that was going to be a real difficult match. But actually... We played really well, didn't we? And I thought we were on it from the first whistle. Yeah, I thought we were okay the first half, James. We played fairly well in possession, but I can't recall a big chance in the first half. But it was the second half which we seemed to demonstrate a bit of class in those moments. Now, go back three or four games ago, and we were getting into those positions, but being so profligate. But against Tottenham, and also against West Ham today, it was a marked difference and perhaps best demonstrated by Salah. Both of his goals were just taken with brilliant um, calmness, poise. That's what we we know of Salah. So, as Matt said, that return to form now is encouraging. Sorry, the the result. You know, West Ham have, have won the last four games, and it was a great opportunity for them today to try and play Liverpool and really frustrate us and get a result today. So I think the performance was, was outstanding by Liverpool and nothing but positives today for me. It's quite satisfying, isn't it, to be able to score three goals against that low block. We've been going on about it for weeks, how frustrating it was not getting any goals. And actually, West Ham showed no ambition during that game. They were, <laughs> they were relying on a set piece, basically. And it, it's satisfying that the right team to team won tonight and, and pretty, or today, and pretty comprehensively as well. Yeah, I think, Pad, you've got to recognise that obviously it's an away win. It's a comprehensive victory. But as Matt has said, West Ham didn't show any ambition. They were playing very obviously for a 1-0 victory with a set-piece goal. And Liverpool, uh, albeit there was no penetration in the first half, just actually dismantled them. And uh, it was a brilliant performance, wasn't it? Yeah, great performance. I think uh, the blueprint to play Liverpool is the in recent weeks. So that's what they tried to replicate. They played low block and they played five at the back, very much like Spurs did. But I think they executed it a bit better. There was no space in between the lines for Shaqiri, Thiago... Um, to pick up the ball. So I thought the first half, even though we did... We looked like we were in control and we weren't rushing it, but we didn't really create much. And in the second half, that piece of quality from... Well, first of all, Curtis come on and Jack, there's a bit of something. He found a bit of space in that midfield. 
started something and then a bit just a bit of quality from Salah it looked like a, a Salah goal from a couple of years ago where he's taking a man on squaring him up and he's just curling it in it was a great finish and after that we started to see space open I think a lot of times you play against these low block teams the first goal makes them come out and play a bit more expansive and and that's what happened we hit them on the counter with two two good goals after that first goal so if we can break these teams down a bit earlier and unlock them with a bit of brilliance then there's no reason we shouldn't just be kicking on and getting two or three goals like we did tonight I think it was executed very well I mean what was encouraging about tonight is that even though there was no penetration in that first half and for me it was a little bit worrying to be honest particularly given how dangerous West Ham can be um, you, you, you look at it and say well it wasn't one of those slightly stodgy lethargic away performances which we've seen this season where the players don't look sharp they don't look quite at it for me the players were at it right from the start the passes was were crisp they were moving the ball quickly they were probing they were just lacking that bit of bit of penetration and boy did it come in the second half I mean three Brilliant goals, Fran. I mean, the the, the first one was um, was classic Salah, really, wasn't it? Really was. I think Salah at the moment, you know, even last week, well, sorry, the Spurs game when he scored and it was ruled off. So, well, sorry, it went to VAR, wasn't it? It was a disallowed goal. You know, he took that finish so well, and I felt I felt confident going in for Salah today. And what you have to appreciate as well, so it's been must have been quite a lot of pressure on him today for Salah because. Obviously, Mane injured, Bobby on the bench. You know, he's, he was the main man today and he, and he definitely stepped up, full of quality, full of class and, and that's exactly what we want from Mo. It's quite strange though because the last two games, Liverpool just looked like a different team. Yeah. And, I they, and I think, James, it comes back to the point that you raised, which I was I'm slightly sceptical about. You were saying three or four games ago there's a confidence crisis and I didn't really take that as being you know the true reality but it seemed that that Tottenham game in the first half has completely shaped off any rust or any lack of confidence and we now you see the players even Thiago's sprinting forward Firmino looks like a different player Trent looks like a different player so there must have been some accuracy in what you were saying about confidence being low because this Liverpool team over the last two games has completely transformed. I think there's another element as well as confidence, but I, f- I think a couple of tactical tweaks have helped. I think putting Winnie in the six has definitely helped cover the full-backs yeah. a bit better and he's a bit more dynamic. And having Thiago in that eight or even ten position at times has helped us create a bit more. Um, so that I think, and Shakiri as well, you can add to that. And another thing with Trent in particular, he doesn't seem to be throwing the ball into the box anymore. Liverpool only had eight crosses today in the whole match. Now he's looking for feet. You see people trying to, when they've got the ball at the edge of the box, they're trying to dribble it in or play little one-twos in rather than just a hopeless ball into a box flooded with tall defenders. Yeah, I think that's it. The sort of decision-making was spot on today, wasn't it, James? Can I just can I just make a point as well, Andy? Could you on about it? Do you, do you think it was... It helped. It must have helped Salah the fact that he scored a couple of goals against United in the cup as well, or or kind of helped the team because because yeah, so. that even though we got beat and you know and it, and it was a you know it was a bad result you you know there was a lot of press or a lot of talk about not being able to score so the fact that we got a couple of goals there that probably helped to kick things on a little bit didn't it? 
I think so because you've confidence. got you've got we had four or four or three games where we didn't score at all, which was utterly surprising for a Liverpool team. It was almost I felt like that pressure was building up, and we all said it on the pod on the pods or previous pods that it was going to only going to be a matter of time when the front three clicked into gear, and it was just that yeah. small sign against United that we're getting back to back in motion. I think the Tottenham game was evidence to me that Liverpool are finding the, the, their groove again. And I was cautious about today. I was a bit sceptical thinking, well, we played well on Thursday, but given that this Liverpool team this year is so inconsistent, I, I had doubts. But the fact that we've now managed to get two away victories, hopefully now is the start of a consistent run so we can keep on the coattails of City. I mean, we've struggled this year away from home. I mean, I think that's what, is that our third or fourth win maybe um, away from home whereas actually the opposite has been true this season whereby uh, more away victories have come about than home victories according to what they were saying on Sky Sports earlier Um, I I agree with you Matt I think that uh, Man United game was a key one because we played low block four or five games on the run and actually, that match was an opportunity for just Liverpool to play a little bit more expansively. It was an opportunity for us to counter-press. It was um, a, bit of a, a bit of a change up mentally from just playing that system. James, I was just wondering, do you, do you think that we found a bit of a solution to the low block now? Because it seems like playing more patient, a bit like Man City, short passes, knocking the ball around and not floating too many deep crosses in, into the box is a much better way of playing. And runners from midfield running down into the flanks and running into the box, like Milner did today a little bit, that was a good example. Maybe, actually, maybe this is a good thing this has happened in a way because we've kind of learned learned a little bit and we've learned to adapt to the way that these low-block teams play. I don't know what you reckon. I think there's probably a number of factors, Matt, um, in terms of the run that we had. I think everyone's had a bad run. And I just think Liverpool started with uh, conceding that late goal against West Brom. And then we just weren't able to shake it off. I think we'd have played the next game, uh, Spurs away. That would have been the perfect antidote. But I think the funk, uh, the performance drop grew and was compounded by the fact we were playing low-block teams because the players were just just almost like just mentally fatigued with trying to break teams down. They started to lose confidence, run out of ideas. And I think the United game was really important with that. But I think Liverpool know how to, to beat a low-block. I mean, they've done it, haven't they, consistently for the last two seasons. I think um, what um, was fortunate for us is I think that Spurs game away was perfect because... I don't know what you guys thought, but I could just see that Spurs were just letting us play our way into that match. There was no real pressure on the ball. There was loads of space between the lines. And I just think, Pad, that actually Spurs played to our strengths. It was a a perfect game, really, because we've got a good record against them as well. Yeah, I think there's a psychological edge over them. must be because of the final as well. When we played them twice this season, they were coming in on good runs. I mean, they they won they'd won the league in October, according to the fans, and um, <laughs> they'd gone six games un, unbeaten when they played us again this time. So, we played them at their full strength. This game, we we were clear winners. I mean, they their xG was only zero point one, 
the Spurs, which is like so low. That's unbelievable. Probably the lo- team, I think the lowest of the season for them. So it just shows how much we dominated. And you're right, we found so much space between the lines. I think like I was saying before, there was a couple of tactical tweaks and the game just seemed to open up in areas. And uh, yeah, we could have we could have had more really. But that was quite surprising, wasn't it, really, Paddy? Because as we've mentioned about Mourinho and his sort of tactics, you would have kind of expected him to have more of a low block against Liverpool. Whereas you rightly said before, and I am quoting you this time, is that we did actually <laughs> find spaces within well, we, between the defence and midfield, whereas West Ham were a lot more compact in terms of defence to midfield. You know, as James rightly said, the Spurs game was was a great opportunity for us because they allowed us that space. It was a it found it was a bus with the windows open, is the way I look at it. Because because it was you know you'd think Mourinho would get it right, but I think it's timing as well. You know because it won't have escaped your attention collectively. Our looks changed a little bit because you saw Klopp's reaction when Son's goal went in against Spurs. He looked crestfallen. He was sort of like saying to himself, you know, I can't believe that's happened. And then it's overturned, which is the first time it's happened to us this season. Liverpool, as as we're called, even though we've had the worst of it seems of any Premier League team. But then also you'll remember in, in the, I think it was the first half, wasn't it, towards the, the end there, Antonio had a great chance, didn't he, where he just sort of swivelled uh, I think he was inside the box and it just went past the post. That was a, that, I mean, that for me looked for all the world as, as if it was going to go in. So if they score, then, um, but our looks just changed a bit from? I'd say so, yeah, most definitely in terms of luck because there's two great examples. So we go back to the Spurs game first. Mane had that early chance, which he kind of, you know, mm. unlike Mane, hitting it wide. So, and then... You know, seconds later, song goes through and you're thinking, oh, here we go, that's the difference. Just sometimes a bit of quality, a bit of class and you've scored a goal. And I think with Son, you know, the, the letter S was off, wasn't it? But O and N. <laughs> we did get a bit of luck there. But equally, the Antonio one today, because you look at the moments and the quality from Salah taking his opportunities... And Antonio had a great opportunity there and he hit it wide. So sometimes it's about levels, isn't it, and quality. And, and I think luck definitely played a part. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, though, just going back to the Spurs, they, they defended pretty blunderously, though, didn't they, really? All blunders, weren't they? Pretty much. Their goals were pretty bad defensive errors from them as well. Well, Mane got in a couple of times. Yeah. Mane had a bit of a, a strange first half yeah, because I think during the game he gave the ball away ten times. There was a couple of times yeah. he, t- he tackled himself. Yeah, he was involved in all three goals. But there was so much space in between the f- the right centre-back and the, and the wing-back. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that first goal, very much like the West Ham game, then opened it up and the kind of like the... The thing of not scoring was off the backs and we found yeah. space and people started to shoot with intent and look like they're going to score every time. It's just yeah, amazing it's just how that pressure, the goals, pressure, yeah. pressure comes off and confidence. Yeah, yeah. I think as well that you've got to remember that, and it's not an excuse, we've had so much turmoil this season in terms of injuries in particular that it was probably inevitable that at some point there'd be a dip. And I think it was just unfortunate, as we've said, that... It just so happened that the dip started losing that goal late on against West Brom. 
And then we didn't have an opportunity to get ourselves out of that sort of funk in form a bit sooner. You talked about the dip in form. And you'd think that that dip would be as a direct result of the, the defence being absent. As yeah, a yeah. In actual fact, it's been the other end of the pitch. And I think what ought to be mentioned today in respect to the game was how impressive the defence was. I know they didn't have to deal with much against West Ham, but Henderson in particular, much in the, much in the same way as Fabinho, has done such a good job in that centre-back position. And Nat Phillips today just did the, the basic things correctly. I know sometimes they've got a wrecking ball, isn't he? <laughs> There's one point where he just clattered into the... He went for a header. <laughs> Do you see that? Yeah. He went for a header, but he just completely bulldozed the, the opposition player. He's full-blooded hand, isn't he? Yeah, it's just, it's just surprising that the dip in form has come at the front end of the pitch. But can you be surprised by that? given that we've had two and a half seasons seasons of blistering mm. um, attacking play, uh, four, you know, multiple goals and games, there's always going to be, I think, that slight blip. I'm just hoping, I'm, I'm less confident, and Matt said that we seem to have found the, uh, the antidote to low block. I'm less confident about that. I think we're still going to come up against teams in the coming games where we're going to struggle. But at least now I've got a bit of confidence that, at least the form was picking up. I think to put it into context, actually, um, really does hi- highlight how well the defence is done. Today, <laughs> we, obviously, we've got Van Dijk, Gomez, Matip and Fabinho out. And we've beat West Ham, who are going really well, fifth. We beat them 3-1. It's a great shout. It, it's it's an incredible achievement, isn't it? That, that Henderson can come in and do really, really well at centre-back. And... Phillips as well. He can he can come in and play really really well. You know it's it's got to be it's got to be something to do with the coaching and the mentality as well of the team and it, and that mentality from last season the mentality monster has not gone <laughs> because if that if that mentality was gone that that defense on paper would certainly just just crumble because Henderson's not played it. Phillips is he, you know he's a, he's. In theory, he's an average player, isn't he? It's, In theory, yeah. Yeah, but I no, want to... He's I, not the commentator, I want to try and be nice to him, though, because he's, 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 done, he's done well he's, every time he's come, so maybe he isn't an average player. But I'm, I'm just saying that that if... Yeah, I just think that, that we've done so well, basically, to, to kind of cope. It's no coincidence to me that the turn in our fortune and turn, turn in our form has come about as Trent has improved. And I think he's so integral to the Liverpool team because I know he's, he can, he's sometimes questionable going back and defending, but his ability to spray the ball and move that Liverpool team forward yeah. is so instrumental to this team. And again, that was perhaps best demonstrated by the uh, second goal. That ability just to completely destroy and dismantle the opposition team with a ball. I don't even know how far that ball was, but how much of a brilliant ball was that, Trent? On the edge of the, his own box. This today, Andy. Is this the ball to Shaq today? Did he, I was just trying to make sure I didn't get in Salah's interview. Was he um, complimenting uh, Shaqiri's ball? Or was he... Because he was like, well, yeah, yeah. I just want to say it was a good ball. But he, was, he wasn't like, saying, oh, it's a great ball from Shaqiri. It was kind con- of... Slightly controversial. <laughs> I think the Shaqiri pass was was more impressive than the Salah touch. So you know, like, Neville was going on about the Salah touch has been amazing. But if you see Shaq, it comes across him. Yeah. First time, as Paddy said, I'm going to quote you correctly this time, 
was almost like a well, golf shot. It was almost like a golf shot, wasn't it? Hopefully you did say that. But the way he was able just to ping it across, and Salah said in the interview, yeah, it just fell on, on my foot, didn't it? Amazing quality and class by Shakiri. It reminded me, Pad, a little bit of that um, Suarez goal against Newcastle. You know the one where there's a there's a long ball and he takes it on his chest and just kind of... Jose Enrique uh, ball, that wasn't it? Was it Jose Enrique, yeah. Um, but, Pad, I mean, we've been talking about the lack of goals... The front three have kind of had that little dip in form, but they've come back with a vengeance. And the problem, I think, for Liverpool is that the the, the defensive problems have actually affected the whole running of the team and, and and the fact that we've not had a threat from from other areas of the pitch. Like, Genie's picked up a goal tonight. Trent picked up a goal. You know, it's it's no coincidence, is it, that other, other areas of the pitch have contributed at the same time as we've made this improvement? Yeah, well, there's, there's the confidence thing, or just sticking the ball in the back of the net. But like I was saying, I think there has been a couple of tactical tweaks and I think the balance seems to be better. I think Robbo's staying further back. You've got a sweep in around Phillips. And when Trent has the ball, he's got options and runners. So like Matt was saying before, Sometimes Milner's doing the dirty work and making diagonal runs, and all that's doing is pulling midfielders, pulling centre halves out of positions, and it's similar with with players like Shaq and Fabino and Thiago. There's just got that. There's a bit of a balance now where there's the spaces opening up in the midfield where they can then turn and and build the play up, and I think that's that's helped Trent look a better player because he's been able to put in these short, early, crisp pass into feet. And um, also just having Wijnaldum in that protection role in and around the centre-halves has, has helped. So I think just, just fine-tuning the midfield and, and finding that balance has um, made us better at both. We look solid at the back at the moment, such wood, and um, now we're starting to, to create chances and, um, and, and put it away. So, By yeah. the way, just on the sweeping issue, how good has Ali been recently with sweeping up? Brilliant, isn't he? Brilliant. We forget, we forget that because we know he's such a world class keeper. But there's, there's been headers. Yeah, three or four occasions where the ball has gone over, and I thought, what's going to go on, go on here? It's beat our back line. And Ali's so quick; he reads the game so well, and it's often forgotten that he acts as almost as a as a defender, doesn't he? he cuts out so many of those. Was that through, lightning today? Wasn't it? Yeah. But the way he does it, what, and he's been playing well as well in terms of saves, hasn't he? He's not just cavalier when he comes out, he just boots it into touch. What he does, he picks up the ball and with incredible calmness just sprays it out. It's like he's on the beach all the time, isn't he? It's just, he comes out, cruises out. You can see he's curbed his natural instincts because every so often you get a little uh, flash of impudence, don't you, when you think back to the Leicester game. Yeah, well, for, for Roma, there's, there's also like a YouTube reel of him doing like, um, Cruyff turns and flicks. He was apparently apparently he did. I didn't watch too much of Roma's games when he was there, but if any, <laughs> if any, yeah. But there was two games. There's about four or five minute clip on YouTube of him just constantly doing flicks and trying to skin players. And I think you're right, James. He's managed to um, eradicate that from his game because of the Leicester um, debacle yeah. where he gave a goal away. But you can you do see him itching, don't you? The reflex. He want, he wants to do a little. Flicker, maybe that's his way of getting out of his system by doing diving headers and little chests and, and, and spraying the ball. But you talk about headers as well. I think the Spurs game, he cleared one with his head and it went straight out to touch. 
Yeah. And it was just, you know, we could stick him centre half if we get a decent number two. <laughs> we might have to. Well, no, Adrian, Adrian's a goner, isn't he? He's, 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 he's dead to me. He's still chilling on, he um, was chilling on the bench today, though, wasn't he? Was he on the bench today, was he? Yeah, he's chilling on the bench, yeah. Yeah, he's having some sweets. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, he's happy. Yeah, he's. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see him anymore. I, I was personally but offended, we, James, as well. I don't know if you picked up this, but Neville compared um, Shaq to—is it Mostaret? Uh, what was Most? Yeah, today? I thought that was a bit naughty, unprofessional. That Shaq's built, but he's not like a, he's not like chubby flanks, is he? Shaq's pure cement. Well, he was dying for—he was dying for West Ham to score, wasn't he? I know, but just compared him to Most. The thing about Shaq, though, as well, you know, Fran, you, you say to yourself, well, why is Shaq in the team? And then you see what he does to set up Mo for that second goal. I think most fans in that situation, I know I was, I don't know about you guys, were saying, take a touch. I don't think anyone actually wants him to play that cross first time. It was just a bit of brilliance. And, and actually, but for that brilliance, we don't score. Klopp mentioned it in his, uh, his interview at the end. He said um, that I was you know, hoping Shaq took a touch before yeah. firing it across. Um, but back to your initial point, I think we brought Shaq in today for his height. <laughs> but Shaq, though, on a serious point, he's done really well this season, hasn't he, when he's come in? Well, per 90, he's got he's got the highest um, expected assists and key passes out of any Liverpool players. Per 90. Wow. That's impressive. That's interesting, that, isn't it? Because he, I, I like him because he presses quite well. He obviously doesn't lose the ball as much these days. <laughs> and uh, no, but he's and, he's, and he's creative as well. His quality, you know, he's got bags of quality, hasn't he? I think the, the issue's been with Shaq is that he's yeah. been injury prone, hasn't he? And keeping him fit, you know, is a challenge in itself. So you know, he's it, been great. And back to the point before about you know teams being quite compact and low block. When you've got three or four different players in the team who other defenders, other midfielders have to worry about. It gives space to other players, like Paddy was saying about yeah, yeah. Trent picking the ball up and being able to spray it. Yeah. If Milner's making a run today over the top, which he did a couple of times, then that frees up a space for Shaq in the middle, Thiago, if Bobby's playing. So it's about having this other option, isn't it, with three or four different players, because you, you can't all mark Salah. <laughs> well, Fran, do you, do you think we played a bit diamondy today? Because it was at times it was like a diamond, wasn't it? Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was it was you see Mo and yeah Rigi more central basically. I, I feel yeah. and, and Shaq was more kind Shaq of and Thiago. Yeah, yeah. So so that was interesting. We we we've done it before in some forms, but it was quite interesting how we changed things up a little bit, playing a bit more of a diamond. But we've also got the Thiago factor as well now because he's playing fairly regularly now, and you're seeing the benefits of it on the pitch because. He's popping the ball round rather beautifully. He gets stuck in at the tackle. I mean, he's got a record number of fouls, I'm sure. He's a bit rash, but, though, isn't he? Um, he's rash, but I like that about him. I like the fact that he puts himself about a bit and let, lets them know. But I think we're seeing the benefit of a bit of continuity with Thiago because every game he plays, we're getting a little bit better. And I think there's no coincidence, again, small margins that you know he's instrumental in the, in the last two away wins. We've got a very good record in London as well. Um, but you know it, it's it, it's a season really where we've got to savour the victories. We we might not be able to catch Man City now. I know we're playing them next week, but 
you've got to enjoy getting a win. I mean, today felt amazing, didn't it, just to get that win again? And it's also even more satisfying when you score amazing goals. And, you know, you'd think that that second goal couldn't be beaten, but then if you watch the, the third goal again, I mean, the, there's a, a very long build-up of controlled passing and probing, and then the actual execution of the of the finish is just, is just beautiful, isn't it? Well, I think that's why... Um... We may not be able to catch Man City, it just depends. But I think that's why I really fancy us for the Champions League this season. I think we can do 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 really well in that competition. Um, I think in the league, just to, just to bring it back to the overall picture, I, I think it, you know, I think we just need to beat Brighton first, and then if we, if we can get past Brighton, that's another three points, and then it makes the City game a crunch. Then because if we beat City, then we can assuming they beat Burnley. We can be within four points of them, and it's a bit more tastier then. But you can't really look past Brighton, can you? No, because, because yeah, I just I just feel like we need to get that one done, and it's going to be. I think that'll be a tough game because they're a good football inside, aren't they? I think I think the thing is though. Finally, we're pretty solid at the back. Uh, the midfield's starting to flow a bit. People are coming in and making good contributions. Uh, like Millie and even Ox had a little cameo where he actually looked sharp today. Shaq and um, and Div uh, didn't let the side down today, but the front three are firing again. And if they're firing, that means we can win any game. I mean, it me- means that we can go on a run. So um, let's just hope that uh, we get a bit of luck with injuries. Hopefully Mane is back uh, for the Brighton game. Hopefully... Uh, Fabinho and Matip are not badly injured. Hopefully Fabinho's in with a chance of playing in midweek. There's no sign of Jota at the moment. Looks like he's going to be a little while. Uh, no update on Keita. But we are bringing in a defensive reinforcement. We're bringing in the little-known Ben Davis from uh, uh, Preston for uh, for two million quid. Apparently, Celtic and Burnley and Sheffield United have been interested in him, but uh, I don't know what what he's going what he's going to be like. But we need a, a body, and hopefully, he's going to be a competent addition and provide some backup until those two players are, are fit again. But um, guys, thanks very much for joining me this week. Two wins on the trot, Liverpool back up to third, and we're looking like champions again. So let's hope we can keep this. Uh, this winning spree going up the reds you've been listening to brothers red an lfc fan podcast your host was james cullen contributors were matthew francis patrick and andrew cullen music and production by helen line the best word i can say when describe this was boom